Welcome, Jedi. We've been expecting you. You're listening to the Star Wars Exchange Podcast with your hosts, Mike and Ari. Your escape to that galaxy far, far away. Okay, shut that thing off and grab some seats. What is going on, everyone, and welcome back to another week of the Star Wars Exchange as we are covering the Bad Batch here on our after show. This week, we're covering episodes seven and eight. We got a dull episode. It was great. Mike and I loved it, long story short, but we are ready to dive into it, break down, review the whole thing. Keen to do it, but before we do, Mike, what's been going on with you this week? Yo, yo, yo. I'm, uh, I've been, I've done, I've been pretty good. I've been chilling. I've been, uh, you know, uh, I think. Right now is a, a very cool time period uh, for Star Wars, just because uh, you know we're getting a whole bunch of animation episodes, and then we're gonna go into the Mandalorian very soon, and the Mandalorian uh, marketing has picked uh, up. So it's you know Star Wars is a big part of my life. So sometimes the week reflect on the Star Wars stories. So I've been I've been uh, doing pretty good. Uh, finished uh, I think yeah I finished college officially. I got my diploma the other day. So we're on a new path in life. So I'm excited. Oh, I'm yeah. uh, I'm obviously taking. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> I, uh, I'm Mike. obviously taking this podcast with me, but it's just very cool to be entering and unlocking new doorways and stuff. So uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that that's what's been going on. I've been podcasting since I was since I had just entered high school. So to be done with school completely, it's kind of a weird feeling. But yeah, that's that's the life update. I guess that's how I'm doing. All right, how about you? How's your week going? How you been? I mean, I, I feels like I've talked to you like every day for the last two <laughs> weeks. But how are you? Well, as the saying goes, when it rains, it pours. I have been crazy these last few weeks. My life is, is going off in, in the best way possible, though. Um, but seriously, congrats to Mike. He's been he had to go through a little bit of uh, f around in, in the last year of his <laughs> college year, which I which I unfortunately watched him go through. Um, <laughs> yes, you did. But for real, it's 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 so nice to see you done. And you're gonna go out into the real world away from the education system, which I very much envy. Um, so congratulations <laughs> Thank to you. Mike. Um Thank you, buddy. but yeah, no, my life's been just crazy, but in, in a good way. As you say, just we gotta keep making time for the podcast though, because right. an hour a week to talk about Star Wars with you yeah. is, is always fun. So no, yeah. yeah, exactly. And I think uh I also with you, I got I gotta say, since you since you hype me up, I gotta hype you up too. You guys really <laughs> don't know what Ari's pulling behind the scenes, like it's pretty insane, I gotta say. Uh, watching him uh, for the past year has been pretty cool. Him doing uh, all sorts of crazy stuff. Every time I have a phone call, it feels like he's been telling me, oh, guess what? Something crazy just happened. And then he'll <laughs> tell me. And I'm like, what? Like, I totally, like, every everything he tells me, I'm up the ante every time. And I'm, I'm just bewildered. And I'm also excited for him. So, like, he told us uh, a couple weeks ago that he was covering or producing the Australian Open, which was insane. And then he's doing other stuff you know so i mean just kudos kudos to ari kudos yeah yeah kudos to ari and he's still having uh making some time to do the podcast and stuff so you guys should all and i'm very lucky so we all should be very lucky no no i appreciate that a lot couldn't do it without you buddy but let's uh enough about us let's talk about Star Wars because we just got two of our favorite animation episodes our favorite bad batch episodes for sure um or at least well and truly up there Tell us what you thought, Mike, of the clone conspiracy and truth and consequence. And before you do, I just got to say, uh, watching both these episodes, especially the clone conspiracy, 
reminded me so much of Mike just because watching his outlook on Star Wars for the last, you know, however many years it's been, I just, this whole episode, I was just thinking Mike is going to love this. So we've already talked about it, obviously, but I'm keen for you to share your thoughts with the listeners because I know this episode is just right up your alley. Yeah, I'm, I, I want to hear more about your thoughts on that because I think you did tell me that before, but I just, I guess I must have just like skimmed over it. But I just have to say, while some people thought we were crazy last week for talking about Trace and Rafa and stuff, they were somewhat relevant to this story. They, some, were. Some, they were. They were. <laughs> I, didn't I even mean, think about that. I forgot that we talked about them. Oh, yeah. I, when I was doing my show notes, I was just, I, I was like, wait a minute. Like, yeah, we talked about Trace and Rafa last week and we dug it into them a little, but you know what? They were pivotal Somehow to this, to this, to them. this story arc. They were pivotal to the story arc. And they we'll get were. into that later. But um, as Ari said, I very much enjoy these uh, two episodes. It felt like some of it felt some of like the Andor episodes, but like an animation. Mm. Um, the substance and themes were rich, deep, and adult. And I and I love that in my Star Wars animation. I mean, I grew up on Clone Wars, and well, you know, I love my little lightsaber battles and little pew pew moments. Growing, getting older, and being able to watch the series back as you know with the adult goggles was very, very life-changing, I will say. Um, I looked on some of the episodes, I was like, oh, it's this episode. Like, I love the Satine and Padme political thriller, that's the espionage, the spy espionage story. Like, that is, oh, like that, when I rewatched that a couple months ago, I was just, like, enthralled into the story. So, uh, yeah, I I absolutely love stuff like that. But, I mean, (laughs) these two episodes have proved what I've said, or at least the first one, Marcel, have proved exactly what I said about the show, that it's at its best without the Bad Batch. Uh, I think that, uh, so I literally had such a great time with the very first episode, episode seven. Um, and I think the, oh man, I just think that the these two episodes represent what Star Wars animation could be. You know, I think uh, this is just... This is just the highlight, not even a bad batch, but I have to say of all Star Wars animation. Um, so it, it was, it was, I don't, it was just, it was everything that I, that I wanted from this series and more. And the music, I have to shout out the Kiner Brothers every single week and Kevin Kiner, the father. The music is goaded. Um, I don't know how to, I'm not a music, uh, not none of that. If I vibe with it, I vibe with it. And that's exactly what I like. During that uh, clone bounty hunter stuff and the music that uh, accompanied him, amazing. Uh, I was just vibing I, when I was sitting down, I was watching the episode. I was just like, "Oh yeah, I'm into this guy. I'm into whatever they're doing here." So the music was was perfection, and um, I think that especially during some of the Senate stuff, the music was just riveting too. So all in all, uh, I just absolutely loved all this, and I just got to say, while Palpatine was playing chess uh everyone else was playing checkers so uh very very (laughs) lots to talk about man lots to talk about so let's let's hear your thoughts about it um i mean we watched the episode together yesterday which was very fun but uh yeah tell Mm -hmm. us your thoughts yeah i'm i'm very much on the same page as you i absolutely loved both the episodes definitely seven more than eight because as you said Somehow for a show called The Bad Batch, it's at its best when The Bad Batch are not involved. Um, but I like, I just like almost everything about what they did. I suppose to elaborate on what I said on why I thought you would like it so much, I guess, was because the episodes that I commonly see you uh, post about or talk about are those like espionage type episodes uh, that involve the Senate. 
and this episode was just so senate heavy that i don't know it just uh, it just made me think, think of you to be honest but um you know i i just love being back on car or something though, i'd say um seeing it and in andor was good and i love andor but i i don't like for the most part the way coruscant is uh portrayed in in andor so i really like seeing it back in animation it uh it just had me had me vibing with the you remember the clone wars episode evil plans where r2 and 3po go and buy fruit yeah i don't know why but it just reminded me of that episode so um it, you know th- this bad batch these bad batch episodes didn't sort of the heights that evil plans perhaps did but they they still were very good. No, I'm joking. Of course, Evil Plans is a uh, is good content. But it's, it's no, Coruscant was great to see. Um, <laughs> Pat Palpatine was was fantastic. The way they did that was incredible. Ian McDermott. I said this to you, Mike, yesterday, but that was just. And I still don't even know for sure that it was him voicing him. It, it was him, right? Right. Yeah. Um. It it um sounded so clearly like a post revenge of the sith palpatine like it was so close to that voice but not exactly the same i just thought that was perfect um i i i had major vibes with the fives arc just in in that bar the clones kind of losing their mind type deal um and of course you know the big conspiracy it's in the in the title um so yeah everything about these episodes were just great even just to the way that um you know we we would have cameos that, that you know bad batch so commonly joked about for the way it does this cameos there were like a lot of cameos in this episode, I guess you could technically say, and they were all just so perfect and they all just fitted the right, vibe of the episode so well. Like it's even to call them a cameo is a stretch. It was just, they existed in the story. You know what I mean? Which I thought was great. So yeah, we'll, we'll dive right into everything. Um, but yeah, I think just one last thing I want to say was this, the Bad Batch and Andor at times can just go so hand in hand, which I love because they both deal with like the dark the dark times, quote unquote. They don't involve Jedi, and, uh, you know. Besides, of course, last week's episode and the premiere, um, and yeah, it just it it actually fits the tone of the show very well. Um, and speaking of that that tone of the show, probably my only issue with this episode, and I guess it's an issue with the show overall, is that it doesn't actually know what it wants to be. I feel like I don't. I feel like the show doesn't know if it wants to recreate the magic of the Clone Wars and Rebels. Or if it wants to continue the Clone Wars, and and what I mean by that is uh, when we have the sequence in the second episode with Omega walking around the Senate with um, who was she walking around with? Was it Senator Chuchi? Chuchi? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and she was getting a, uh, like how you know the Senate works explained to her, which is great, but that's very it. Just how many times have we seen that with Padme and Ahsoka in the Clone Wars? You know what I mean? And so I just felt like okay, this right now that moment felt very uh it it felt very childish in the sense that that's what you would see in a kids show like the clone wars which is fine but then in this episode it's like you know people are dying left right and center um the th- just and not even that but just the themes are so dark and then we cross to omega asking like how does the senate work and it's just like oh come on like the show doesn't know what it wants to be at times which is very frustrating to watch however I don't know. You you just take what you get with the with the bad match at the end of the day. Overall, I love these episodes though. But let's let's dive into it. Let's start off with uh the opening sequence where we learn about we see these two new clones. They are one of them is aware of Kame what truly happened to Kamino. I don't know if the other one was. Um and then yet yeah, a snipe comes out, shoots them. What did you think of just the start? And as I said, it sort of matched the tone of the fives arc from season six of Clone Wars. 
Yeah, I thought that first, uh, I th- I love that they were at that clone bar. Uh, you know, it takes us back to that bar that we see. It's the same bar. Uh, 79, I think it's called or something, 79 or something like that. But it, it was great to be back there because I think that uh, later in the Clone Wars, when we got to be there, I'm like, oh, Clone Bar makes sense. I wish we got this earlier on in the series, but uh, it, it was cool to go back there for sure. I thought that this was a genius move by the writers. And this is when I was like, wow, like I didn't even think of that. I, I literally was like, um, I absolutely love that the writers went back or, you know, every all the creatives there, they went back and were like, Wait, because we we all stupidly moved on from the Camino thing. Like we were over it. Like we're like, damn, that was a really great highlight of the season. Like that was really cool. Camino's gone. But what about the the threads of it, right? What about who was there, who seen what? This to me feels like some of the things overseen in some of the movies and stuff, and sometimes the novels picking up on on some things that were like just overseen by the movies. Like wait you didn't get the Genosians uh, perspective to this or whatnot. So it was very cool to see the clones perspective about them destroying their own home world. Um, so I was like, absolutely. Cause I mean, are you mentioned it where we had that one clone trooper on the bridge being like, sir, like kind of almost questioning the order. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. Exactly. You know, that, and, that, and I, yeah, I mentioned that yesterday cause it just shows just how, like th- those little details really matter, you know, because if that right. never came full circle, you'd have, when you rewatch the series, you'd just be like, why did they exactly. bother? But now you can rewatch that and go, Oh, it's, I don't know. It's just, it's just nice attention to detail. And even, even some of the, I think some, I think I'm not going to point you out, but I think you made a comment about echo earlier in the, in the season. I think it was during the season premiere where he actually was standing up for something. Uh, yeah. And everybody was like, Oh, that's great. And you were like, mate he just said one thing but that was in retrospect that was like a movement to what we got in the next episode of of this of of these of the middle season event Uh, so it just i don't know i feel like there's little breadcrumbs i would like them to be a little bit deeper but what we got is what we got but exactly to what you were saying about that clone trooper on the bridge so i mean we had this uh, absolutely great moment moved by the writers by you know picking up that thread like i said uh giving the clone perspective and stuff. So, I mean, having, hearing uh, about the clones, feeling emotional uh, about the attack, like that was, it was pretty intense. And I absolutely love that they they took that motion because again, I think we all stupidly moved away from the Camino thing way too quickly. I think we didn't even stop and think about it and be like, oh, what if they explore? Like we, we never thought like everyone was like, oh, is Crosshair going to go back to the Empire? Is he going to be a bounty hunter? What is he going to do? We were asking those questions instead of being like, wait, what's the galaxy's reaction to Camino? What does the Senate think? What are the politics of this? You know, what do citizens think? What do the clone troopers think? So um, absolutely love that uh, they expanded upon this. And I think you and I talked about this possibly this this should have been the season opener almost or one of the one of the earliest episodes. You know, yeah. um, I don't think it should have been the opener, but like it should have been like maybe like the instead of the entombed episode we could have gotten this you know the yeah. you know this I, big event i d- yeah i remember with us talking about that yesterday and i was going to bring that up because i still feel like this should have been the the series opener and just move a few plot points around and then and then you can do the crosshair episode and the reason i say that is because i mean look i i feel like we're a bit outspoken on this because people seem to actually enjoy the premiere but 
I think the premiere is trash. I'm gonna be honest. I, I thought Same. it, was, it was genuinely garbage. It was one of the worst animated premieres we've ever seen. Same. We we got like uh oh, we, we could have had this, but instead we were going treasure hunting at Dooku's palace. I'm like, right. come on now, come on, come on, cut the fat. We don't need that. <laughs> um but the and, and the main reason I say that is because uh, so many people said, well, this premiere could just be season one, episode 17 and 18. Like it doesn't feed off of you know, the massive events that happen in the final three episodes of um, season one. So, you know, I, I, I use this example. I don't know if I've used this on the podcast, but Rebel season one, what does it set up? Ahsoka and Vader. What do you get in the season one and season two premiere? Ahsoka and Vader. Season one finale of uh, Bad Batch. What do you get? Kamino. That, that is like the ultimate plot point is that the Kamino has been destroyed. The clones are no longer going to be created. What is there is there. They're being, you know, all this stuff is set up. And then what are we doing at the start of season two? Treasure hunting, just for some random reason. I think this would have been the perfect opener. I just think they should, they could, they could have restructured a lot of this season. I'm not saying they have to get rid of those episodes, but just don't have it be the opener. Seriously. I just, uh, it's going to baffle me for a while, <laughs> but um, yeah, cause I, I, yeah, I thought this was great. I, let's talk about the Senate now because I think um, it was so good to see them again. It, uh, and we can sort of see this is probably the Imperial Senate at its height because we know it's just a natural decline from here. Yeah. We've still got people like Senator Tucci. Bale is still very much present. I was disappointed not to see Mon Mothma, I'm going to be honest. I think it would have that would have made a lot of sense and it would have been a nice connection to Andor, but, it's, you know, that's fine. Um, but it, it's just it, feeding off of stuff that we've already seen in the Clone Wars and the, pre, in the, and the prequels, specifically Clone Wars Season 6 with... Uh, the banking clan sort of just completely manipulating the war. I guess it's not a war anymore, but just like the military to their own benefit. They they really could not care less about, you know, do the do the clones' lives matter? Do uh, we actually need a military? They go, oh yeah, we definitely need to, you know, conscript our uh, new conscript. Uh, I can't say this word. Conscripted. Yeah, yeah, that. <laughs> yes, yes. We need this because you know the, the, that'll profit them or whatever it is, and right. you can just see that every single decision they want to make is for their own benefit. And you know, so many real world parallels. I love when Star Wars does that. People yeah. say it's not political, but it so is, and it's at its, at its best when it is political. Um, so yeah, I just love seeing the Imperial Senate. We've got to see. We haven't seen it for forty five years since it first got mentioned, and now we've seen it twice, which is great. Yeah. What did you think of seeing the Imperial Senate again? Yeah, it, it, it honestly made me think uh, there's a moment uh, or there's moments in here where we're kind of like grinding through rocks where then it becomes a, a cog or it, it clogs up the Imperial machine. It clogs up uh, Palpatine's agenda. It clogs up all that. So eventually that's why we hear in A New Hope where Palpatine, as soon as he can, you know, uh, dissolve the Senate and stuff, he does as soon as. As soon as where it no matter it no longer matters to them, you know, uh, he can absolutely do that. And yeah, I think um, we could get into like the deeper stuff later. But I just want to say that for, as exactly what you said, politics in Star Wars. Like I hate when people say like, and it's not even like it's not even like politics. Like of course, like oh yeah, everyone knows their politics in Star Wars. But what kind of politics? These if yeah. you live in America, these are very left leaning politics. I'm not saying you have to subscribe to those ideologies, but don't come out here being like, oh, Disney is woke. Disney is Lucasfilm is this because they're saying they're, you know, if you go back to Clone Wars, this is just, this is George yeah. Lucas ideology, 
George Lucas's ideology, yeah, and this it's, is exactly it's been this what way I for forty-five it. years. It's, whether you agree with it or not, it's just the ideas right. that the story exactly. always presented. So you can't be mad <laughs> so, at it now because you know? I mean, there you have. Uh, I mean, I really don't want to get into like all the parallels of the real life politics, but I mean, yeah. you definitely have. I mean, you're out there having a senator like Senator Chuchi, Barragan, and, and Pamlo being like, "No, no army. We don't want we." Pamela, Senator Pamela from Rogue One, which same actress by voice actress, by the way. Yeah, she's in there. That was a great surprise. I think we're going to see her in Andor next season. Uh, but and actually, I love this synergy so much because they haven't done something like this. And I don't really feel that yet. But I know when by the time we'll get to Andor season two and Bad Batch season three, there's going to be such synergy there that feels authentic. Not like the kind of Mando stuff that they're doing in here. Some of it kind of feels like. Oh, we're gonna write off the Mandalorian. This feels authentic to uh, the Andor storyline because they're in the same timeline, right? Some of the Mando stuff doesn't line up for me because it's just different timelines and whatever. But Andor and Bad Batch, same time period almost. So to me, this reminds me so much of Rebel season uh, three and Ro- and Rogue One when that was coming out, and we got like the inclusion of Death Troopers. We got the inclusion of yeah, that's um, a great parallel. You know, I, I absolutely love what they were doing in Rebels or Saw Guerrera. So I love that they were mm, setting uh, up some yeah, of the things yeah, yeah. we saw in Rogue One. I absolutely love that. So I feel like some of the things here, we're definitely going to see Senator Pamlo in Andor. And I absolutely love, uh, which is the next episode. I'm just going to mention this here, but we'll talk about it later, uh, about the whole um, moving of the funds. Totally a callback to Mon Mothma and uh, what we were learning there in Andor. Anyways, but I think what's so sad about this is Padme would have definitely been a front runner, just like Pamlo, Belorgana, and Senator Chuchi. She would have been up there fighting for the clones' lives. She's has in the past. We literally saw a Clone Wars episode where she was like, what is going to be done with these clone troopers after uh, they're out of service? Like, we can't keep putting more money for um, for these clone troopers. We have enough and when this war, she predicted this. She predicted this. Padme Amidala predicted this in Clone Wars. What are we going to do when the war ends? Where are these gonna clone troopers going to go? And Admiral Rampart gives us a number. He says, there's a million clone troopers. And you want to pay for the pension plan? You want to give them yeah. pension? A you, million you clone troopers? You want to give troopers? every single one of them a plan. <laughs> exactly. So it's like, you want to give them, you know. So it's like, we have a million. If, imagine if Padme hadn't stopped that bill. Uh, yeah. in Clone Wars and they and they did it actually went on the Senate floor past voting and everything and they ordered another I think uh, another million clone troopers or something like that how yeah. many more clone troopers yeah. would be stranded yeah. also I love the way that every time they say like when they want to deal with the clones which is kill them pretty right. much they say oh we're going to decommission the clones right. it's just like such... <laughs> oh man it, it's, it's such a blurry way to say it it's it's very and it reminds me of that clone trooper that we see in obi-wan kenobi for like a split second of yeah, just yeah. on the street there because this is not going to turn out good for them it's not going to turn out nice we, um, yeah that, that's the tragic part we know this is like uh this is a downhill spiral yes. and yeah. one of the things that i mean this is just this is from the first nine minutes of the episode that i wrote show notes for yeah. and i was like wait a minute the last time i did something like this was for andor and i realized yeah. how how much substance and it was it's just so like rich it's, it's so, so rich, rich yeah. that i was sitting there being like i need to like actually prioritize some things over others because i just want to talk about so many things but yeah. um also to that i did get chills when bale mentioned um or he asked where 
the emperor stood um, on uh, yeah. on the issue since he, oh, yeah. we'll, since we'll talk the, about the emperor in, yes. in, when we get to the next bit. But yeah, his absence is it, so noticeable it, and so important. It, it reminded me so much of Andor when Mon, the, the camera would pan. Oh, Andor's so brilliant. But I yeah. love when the they would have like these very tense moments, and then the camera would pan over to the to his where he's supposed to be presiding empty yeah. and that's exactly what bad batch did here but it was the grand visor of masa almeida yeah. and when he yeah. when bail asked for him i was like this is so cold because i'm getting rogue one energy from bail and he's over here like right here in front in the imperial senate asking about the emperor i was like man to to know where you're gonna be like in 15 years like hiding on the run ask you know has any lay on mercy missions like what a different world but yeah, absolutely got chills when all that happened. And I love when he referred to the events in the Attack of the Clones when he and I love that they mentioned this too. I'm telling you, there's so much substance in this episode, but he was saying about he uh, about the emergency because they're wanting to get like a conscription army. And he's like, No, like the last time, the only reason we got an army last time was because of the Emergency Powers Act enacted by then. He's very careful with his words. By then, Chancellor Palpatine. Uh, because who knows if you call him Chancellor now, if you you you'll be escorted oh, yeah. out it's or executed. In the Senate. <laughs> yeah, so he had a he had to like choose his words carefully. But like Ab man, I just I absolutely love that callback and it, it made sense here where it was like, Yeah, the only reason we got an army in the first place was because we had to give the man more power, and that's not exactly what's going on here anymore. At least that's yeah. not what he thinks yet. So yeah, exactly. Good stuff. Good stuff. I yeah, something to go off of what you were saying, I think as well it's like the uh, it's a real world parallel but also it's just interesting to see them talk about this is that governments don't need to be spending all their money on military that they you know you can see like senator chuchi and bail that they're more like well can we spend some money on the the people that were in our military but now they're not and that we've left them to the wayside it's like um yeah it's like yeah you can spend money on health and schools and all, all this sort of stuff but you know you don't need to spend all your money on a military like sure talk to the u.s yeah. talk to the u.s <laughs> I, I don't want to say <laughs> i t- talk to the u.s our veterans are out yeah. there on some veterans on the streets i work yeah. with a, a u.s veteran and he's he's always complaining how badly he's been treated. i yeah. i just saw him today and he yeah, and I, he always talks about how badly he's been treated. i gotta take this moment to plug parks's bad batch season one video he talks about this uh, in great detail and it's a fantastic video it's called the invisible wounds of the bad batch go check that out because the stuff he talks about is uh, surrounds the same themes themes of this episode um something you said to me yesterday that i want to bring up was that it was disappointing that we didn't get a mention of padme in in these two episodes because as you you said it yourself like she was you know built the foundation of i guess clone rights you could say so it's disappointing that, you know, not even Bale or Senator Tucci mentioned her. Obviously, it's not the end of the world, but it would have been nice. Yeah. Um, let's talk about Bale, though, because we see, obviously, as the episode progresses, Senator Tucci and uh, is the clone's name Slip? Slip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, uh, not Slick, uh, to be confused yeah, with season one of Clone Wars, but Slip. <laughs> yeah, Slip. Uh, they have, Senator Tucci has um, been informed by Slip that, uh, Camino was in fact destroyed, not lost in a storm. Um, and then that she's going to help him. She confronts Rampart, all that sort of stuff. But I want to talk about Bale because we can already see 
the the crux of the rebellion you know it's starting to to form already with him because am i mistaken or does does bale know that palpatine is a sith lord um i think he would know because he picks yoda up in revenge of the sith after he's fought him with obi-wan and yoda they talk about yeah i just think i think he would know right yeah that i yeah i think he would know at this point which is if he if he knows makes it even more chilling for him to yeah. be like, where's the emperor on this map? Exactly. Like, it's like, he up. knows what he, he, he wants that smoke. He wants the smoke. He real. wants the smoke. But um, yeah. So I, I was thinking about that while I was watching the episode, but um, I loved the interaction between uh, Chuchi and Bale. I thought that was fantastic. What yeah. do you, you think of Bale in this episode? Besides what we've already talked about. Yeah, I know. I, like I said, I loved him. I, I thought that, um, it, it was great for him to kind of because he is the father of the rebellion like of the rebel alliance like he, i i think he's like the or what do they call it call him the grandfather of the rebel or the father of the rebellion something yeah. like that but yeah. point is he's the king and mon mothma's the the queen <laughs> yeah, i guess <laughs> yeah um but yeah like i i definitely love how i eventually i thought we would see bail um sooner rather than later and I, wasn't he in one of the trailers i think uh someone yeah i believe so yeah he was in uh, some trailer yes I, i'm he was. getting i'm getting him animated confused yep. in tales of the jedi yep. in this yeah. yep same um so i think uh that i don't know like every time we see him i he's one of those characters i absolutely love because the way he was uh portrayed in clone wars like gave him so much more depth and because of that we got to see him in rogue one and then we saw him in leia i, I mean i'm sorry in, not the Leia series, everyone. The Obi Wan series. <laughs> I can't be uh, <laughs> The Obi Wan series, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> or however else you identify. I can't. Oh man. I, I was I was just writing some notes, and I'm just like, Mike has just derailed the whole show. Oh no. Anyway, so the Obi Wan oh, series. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Man, look, Mike, you've said some things on this podcast without without knowing what you're really saying. You're laughing because I said Leia series, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, great. I, I thought I said something really wrong there. Okay, no, no, we're no, good. No. We're good Leia for today. Series, yeah, and, and there is no Leia series. That's there is no Leia series. Yeah. Anyways, um, but yeah, I thought this was also like a great betrayal of Bale. I kind of wanted to see him more. Uh, I, I guess I guess we did see a great scene with him at the beginning, and I thought Senator Chuchi's um, entrance was great. It was great in there because she just came sliding on that pod, being like, "I, you know, whatever her accent is, like just fighting for clone rights." But yeah, like it was very interesting to see Bale also be like fighting for uh, in Clone Wars being like no more army, but then here all of a sudden, you know, portraying how he does care for the clones and stuff and being like, Hey, I didn't want more of you guys, but I do. I'm where I want to take well, yeah, care of he you guys. Val- he, he, right. He values the individual. They exist and he values their life. Exactly. Exactly. So um, I did, I, when he was meeting with Chuchi, also very cool because as you said, we're starting to see the crux of the rebellion and, he, he kind of mentions like there's people fighting. He kind of, it was kind of cool seeing him kind of like dance around Chuchi and see like how she feels about the empire yeah. without saying too much. He's, he's really like probing her. It, it's very similar exactly. to how Mon Mothma does it to her. Oh, right. Ally in yes. Yeah. That's a, that's a good, that's a good reference. Um, so 
Yeah, absolutely. I, I got that. I got that uh, sense that he was doing that. And I mean, he was like, watch out for Rampart because he he's so good at, at telling you um, one thing. So you're not looking for another thing. So I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, that's really good. So, yeah, everything with with Bale was really good. Although for a bit, I think it was during that meeting with Chuchi. It didn't sound like Phil Lamar. I think that's his name or Phil Mar. He didn't yeah. sound like him at points and i was like what is going on here but then he ended up sounding like bow again towards the end of the episode i get it sometimes when you voice a character for so many years like it's yeah. been more than 10 uh, approaching 15 or if not more um it, it, you know you especially when there's gaps and stuff i get it i get it but it just sometimes didn't sound like bail but um yeah i thought i thought it, that was cool and i love that center chuchi is like the person fighting for clone representation and i feel like i've said something else wrong what did i say nah, you have it yeah my mind is still five minutes ago. <laughs> oh okay there you anyway, go um okay <laughs> there's two more things i want to talk about from this episode before we move on so first of all yes. is the sniper clone or whatever we want to call him right. i think very 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 fair to say that he is connected to mount tantus um i just think yes. the way he does the little um Mouth biting up. thing to to uh end his own life is uh that yeah obviously same as we've seen that in the mandalorian chapter 11 the the heiress whoa he knows the episode title name (laughs) so i'm just just for people that want to look it up um (laughs) uh, it's not that hard to remember it's the episode with bokathan they call it the heiress but not even like season episode three of man it's like chapter 11 that's that's (laughs) That's, that's how they title anyway um yeah i'm just an absolute boss with that sort of stuff you know anyway uh no so yeah so i think that that's through mount tantas very interested what's going on with that i i was very puzzled how crosshair has one job and it's being a sniper and we've got a sniper i'm like oh i wonder who it's gonna be like thinking it would definitely be crosshair but it wasn't he is yet again absent he's been in one out of eight episodes of the series which is baffling anyway um <laughs> uh yeah we find out what happens of course rex comes in which i think everyone uh in 99% of people watching knew that rex was going to come in at the end because he was the contact um and yeah i, I have one more thing to say but what do you think of the the sniper clone i don't have anything better to call him than that uh yeah sniper clone I, i'll i'll say that as much or i put i have him down as clone bounty hunter um, yeah, very I, cool. The music accompanying him, like I said at the beginning, was amazing. Very uh, upbeat and very vibrant. I loved all that. I think that um, for him, I thought it was. I was like, okay, cool. We have another bounty hunter. And my mind went like, what were they doing during the Clone Wars that we didn't see him? Because I thought it was gonna be someone that we we know. Like I thought it was gonna be maybe like Aura Singh, Embo. Yeah, I was thinking same. along those line lines, but. Um, then, then when I didn't even think of crosshair, I automatically thought of bounty wow. hunter, but I, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. I mean, I am in the 1%. I don't know. At the end, I actually love that. It was a, it was a, it was a different clone than, than crosshair because mm. I told this to her yesterday. I felt like the universe somehow the in bad, bad, sometimes it could feel very small. It feels like we hit yeah. the same corners every, every day. Uh, but there's there's aspects too of it where moments like this where it just like expands the story and, and makes it feel grander because now it's like wait where did this clone hunter bounty hunter come from they do that now you know yeah, yeah, uh, yeah so yeah. it's so and exactly I thought back to the project mount or that mount Tant- Tantus. Tantus I thought yeah. back to that place um so 
exactly what they're doing with clones. And I, there was a line that Lama, not Lama Su, uh, Nala say said to one of the clone troop, uh, clone cadets when they're like, are we done? Are we not going to be troopers anymore or something when they were evacuating Camino? And she's like, oh no, yes, that was what, that is what you were made for. There are new purposes for you. And it could be something like this. Sorry, that was my Nala say impression, by the way. <laughs> yes. Any thoughts on that? That was good. That was, that was good. good. Okay. So I still can't kind of stop thinking about what you said ten minutes ago about the Leia show. Oh my god! All right. Uh, <laughs> um, you know who was in the Leia show? This guy, the Grand Inquisitor. He's in. He's in my background. Um, yeah, in anyways. Uh, so yeah, I thought that that um, was very interesting. I thought there's some details that they told us. They said he's a clone, but uh, he's a clone, but not a trooper. Confirms Rex knows who Captain Rex is, which is very interesting. Was he programmed to know him? How does he know him? Very interesting. Mm -hmm. And then obviously he uh, eliminates his life, uh, Mandel style from the episode, and then yeah. his identifying number has been wiped, which Tech says that's impossible. How did he do that? So I'm very interested. He did not come from. Maybe the Kamen Noen Labs or whatever. Maybe he came from Mount, Mount Tanta. Tanta. So yeah. um, very interesting. I do have points that I just want to quickly point out uh, from this episode before we move yep. on. But unless you have a point to address. I have one more, but it's kind of about the whole thing. So you All go right. with yours. Let me say this. All right. Um, here, Masameda warns Rampart that he has uh, that he won't be the one suffering if the bill isn't passed. And that absolutely reminded me of the Vader comics by Charles So, which I think I have some of them signed by him, too. Cool fact. Uh, but the overseer who was um not overseer, or wait, was it the Vader comics from Charles Soul? Or was it no, I don't think it was the Charles Soul ones, it was the original 2015 Vader run. And um, there's a crossover between the Star Wars mainline and Darth Vader, but we got to see uh, the Vader down, yeah. Not Vader down, but no. that was an event that was just the beginning. You know how the beginning comics would cross oh, you know with yeah, one of yeah. like gotcha, different gotcha, perspectives, gotcha. yeah. So we got to see like the overseer of there being tortured by Palpatine in the Jedi Palace or in the Imperial Palace. So it was really cool to to Masameda threaten him because it's like, oh, Palpatine. I don't know. It just reminded me of that. Um, and then Senator Chuchi meets with clones and begs to hear out their needs. It's I, I one of the notes I have here is like it's unreal to have uh, that we've seen almost every angle of a clone trooper or of the clones from, you know, fighting in combat to being victims and now we're rooting for the pension plan. So it's pretty crazy how we just seen them, like how for they real, have, were like, you know, in season six, when we learned a lot about their origins and now we're, we're rooting for the pension plan. So absolutely love that moment where Sergeant Chuchi uh, is in that uh, clone bar and they're all like, yeah, hey, I'll just be a clone. I'll fight those insurgents in the outer rim. And she's like, but what happens when you can't fight anymore? And they were like, oh, oh, damn, you're right. Or yeah. will happen to us. So, yeah, I, I love those moments. And slip was slip going kind of crazy was very reminiscent of fives um, in his final moments. Uh, so, yeah. absolutely, definitely. Um, yeah, I agree with all that. So, my final point about this episode is something that I thought about throughout the whole thing, and it was okay. I love that we have an animated show for the Clone Wars. I have the love that we have an animated show. That leads up to a new hope and it talks about the formation of the rebellion and now i love that we have this show that shows the aftermath of the clone wars and the events of revenge of the sith but it's just begs the question why does this show have to be cold and about be about the bad batch i just think this was one of the best episodes this is probably another top five episode of the bad batch 
and guess what they're not in it so it makes you think that well i would i would be very happy for if they say this show was called after clone wars of course i wouldn't call it that but something like that and the bad batch you know were commonly featured and they were involved i thought i think yeah that'd be great i'd be down for that but i think it just shows that maybe as much as i love the bad batch at times i think and i'm interested to get your thoughts on this i i just feel like this episode proves that it would have been great to have a show called like beginning empire or i, I don't know something like that just to show the the end of the clones and the tr- the true transition from empire uh, from republic to empire because that's what we're we're really starting to see um and i just don't like because while i'm watching this whole episode and i'm enjoying it i'm just thinking uh but the bad batch is going to be involved next episode yeah, and right. i don't want the bad batch to be involved next episode because <laughs> this has nothing to do with them but then we have to have omega walk around and go mm, how does the senate work and i'm just like seriously <laughs> i'm good i don't need that we are we continuing the clone wars or are we recreating it so right this just showed to me that this the bad batch and maybe they're going to move into a field like this especially with what what happened to echo obviously we'll talk about that later but where we can jump around where it doesn't have to be about the bad batch the bad batch can become the whole clone army becomes the bad batch you know what i mean or something like yeah. that because this episode was great and it didn't have the minute and that should be concerning because the show is called the bad batch right anyway I, no, I absolutely agree. I mean, I, I said at the start of the episode where I think this series is a, its best when it's not the Bad Batch. I same for season one. I think that Ryloth episode that uh, with just Hera, I, I was like, because you got to see a different yeah. side of, or you got to see what I've been wanting to see in this era. I think Aftermath did a great job, but I want to see that transition from Empire or Republic to Empire, you know. And I think that episode was was great because we got to see. Uh, Clone Wars legacy characters like Cham and his well we didn't see his family in there but like uh, Gobi we got to see him uh, we just got to see what they were doing after Clone Wars and what the atmosphere was like in on Ryloth in this post Clone Wars era and see the transition we got to see also Captain Hauser and what his thoughts were and he just seemed like out of it he didn't seem with the Imperial uh, he didn't seem he didn't seem to uh, fit in with uh, Rampart's agenda and you know and obviously in the next episode we see that he obviously turns but I, I think that uh, this series, because exactly what you said, I'm like, oh, the Bad Batch is not in this episode. Now you're just anticipating for them to to come around the next episode. So it's a little like, oh, man, like, here we go. So, yeah, I definitely would. I would have loved that they called this like if they did, because I mean, back in the 90s when they did Batman, the animated series, they did Batman, the animated series. But then they did a continuation of that where like Bruce Wayne is like 50, 60 year old. 60 year, years old now and he's like uh, mentoring someone and it's called batman beyond i would have absolutely loved that they did the clone wars aftermath like and i think i maybe maybe not specifically clone wars but something along those lines i mean it i could i could see it totally being the clone war without the s and being like aftermath and it's just all this I stuff heard, because yeah i had sorry just to, to add to this i had someone say the dark times which i think is great because it comes from the clone wars comes from obi-wan saying for i was sure. not a jedi and that says your father fought in the clone wars and then he says for the, the dark times for the empire and you can argue he's you know talking about the clone wars when he says that but i don't know something like that could have been cool but yeah. i just yeah i'm full star wars there. star wars dark times yeah some something else yeah. where the focus isn't uh the bad batch because i think we've said enough about not them not being the focus of this series because i think yeah. i said on a podcast before because it's like what if we got uh and i mean i get it because they're the clones but if 
I totally wanted that. Uh, the way the Clone Wars finale ended, I was like, I totally want to see an Ahsoka and Rex show. Uh, yeah. Now I'm just like, I don't, I've had enough of Ahsoka where I wouldn't want to see her every week like that. Cause then yeah. I think it, it despecializes her, but I totally would have seen, I'd love to see Rex. Cause every time he comes in here and you made a note to me, you're like, I love Rex, but every time he comes in the show, it's just, he's yes. just a bystander. I was just about to talk about that. Yeah. Right. Like, and let's move on to episode eight now because. Okay, great. I love Rex, but every time he's in this show, he is so vanilla. There's no substance to him and because he doesn't have the time to shine where, you know, Tech got given his episode finally, by the way, but, you know, and we get to see something about the character Hunter. We get to have focus on him and Omega, and that's why they're the stronger characters in the show. But Rex doesn't get any focus. Sid has had more focus in this show than Rex, which is just beyond me. But (laughs) anyway... I, and Rex is a great character. He's my second favorite clone for sure. He's right up there. He's he'd be in everyone's your first? top five at least. Fives all the way. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Um. Uh, anyway, so yeah, I I think Rex is is poorly used in the show, which um I guess we'll talk about this more later. But um why it's which is why I'm hoping he he has potential to get a lot of focus now with Echo going off with him. So we'll see how that goes. But yeah, as of now, every time like the first time we saw Rex, I was so excited. And then we've seen him like we, he had his own episode, and then he appeared in the War Mantle episode, and then and now he is just like so vanilla. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, he's yeah. he's definitely the motivator in things because without the yeah. bad, without without him, the Bad Batch wouldn't have a plan to do. But I, I would like to, to see yeah. him more than you know the plan maker. The to me, he's like the map reader, like what Gascon, Gascon, uh, Mieber Gascon was to the droids somewhat <laughs> in that droid arc. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, just think about what happened at the, like what we saw him go through in the siege of Mandalore. Right. It's like, I want to continue. I want to continue from there. It feels like that never even happened. You know, the only moment where you sort of see a hint of that side of him is where, um, he finds out the batch still has their chips in, and he he almost like pulls a gun on them. Or yeah, something. but it's like which was besides cool. that, it's we haven't really seen a lot from it. But very true. Um, yeah, let's talk about this episode. That I, I want to get this out of the way because as much as I liked this episode, the bad batch is not good at battle sequences. Like, no, no, we kind of knew the way this episode was going to turn out, and that's <laughs> yeah. sort of why it it didn't work. But I would have loved if they just said, "Oh, we need you to go into Rampart's ship and take this data." And they just, they could have done that in like a 20 second montage, but instead it took up 20 minutes of the episode. It took up so much time, which there was good stuff throughout, but it, the, and, but it wasn't a good sequence. It was very, very generic, very vanilla. Once again, I was just like, and that happens in all their battle sequences. I'm just so bored, to be honest, watching it. Uh, we were watching it with our friend Pete. He fell asleep and I'm not surprised. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Pete I'm not surprised why. Yeah. And it, yeah, he did. Yeah. Anyway, what uh, do you think of that? Yeah, I agree. As soon as they started shooting in there, I was like, I, I, I think I, I thought of you because I'm like, oh no, we're because we're both on the same page with the action sequences. Because uh, yeah. every time I try to tell, well, not everyone, but I've talked to some of my friends about it, and they'll be like, no, I actually like that. It was diverting focus this time to other. I'm like, no, it's the same thing every time. So but hard. you know, one of my favorite ships is the Republic Cruiser. So I'm gonna get nerdy here for a second. I absolutely love uh, going, uh, seeing it like being repurposed because it definitely you get that vibe that they're upgrading them to star destroyers or you know the imperial star destroyers that we see. So I think I don't know the the ISD. I'll just call it that. But you definitely get that they're doing that. So it just felt um, 
it, it felt like that. And I also love the, the absolutely love the imagery in there where you got to see like. By the way, Coruscant has never looked better in animation. I'll just say mm. that all the framing, yes, the the, yes, the cruisers. Yeah. You know how you draw. Felt when like you were, watching Attack of the Clones. No, literally. And you know when you were a yeah. kid and you draw like a house in the middle of the paper, sun on the side. You know, yeah. you know. That's exactly how some of those images look, where you'd have the Senate building here, uh, and then you'd have yeah. Republic cruisers gorgeous. right here, or I should gorgeous. say Imperial cruisers like here. Beautiful stuff. Yeah. Anyways, just want to mention that. And, and yeah. real quick on that as well, when like uh, Slip was. Um, running away and we were sort of in yes. like the out of the city a bit in the suburbs and we got yep. like these sort of bird's eye shots i was like yep oh yep so good it was beautiful yeah. um but yeah the, the the action sequences are boring i will say at least they got a little bit creative here where they were like they actually used the cannons because i'm like oh come on don't tell me you're just gonna let those fight what did those fighters even threaten them with i don't know because they definitely would have blown up the bridge yeah. So I was like, what What was the purpose of them launching the fighters? Also, I think it's very, I don't know, some of the action sequence is just very um, uh, convenient. Uh, just because yeah, the clone yeah. troopers, it's like, oh, immediately. Like, I don't, it's like you guys could easily disguise yourselves as clones, you know? Like, maybe the first clone troopers you shot, uh, grab, you know, grab their device and be like, oh, all good. You go in your clone voice and be like, oh, all good. We're all good here. I mean, I don't know. Some of the premiere had a lot of those moments. So yeah, very, I just end it. It was very boring. Um, but I did like some of the creativity and I did like the escape pod scene. That was very cool. I did like that. Um, uh, but other yeah, than that, that, I'm just that like, was good. let's churn through this. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I just knew it was, well, let's, just let's, cool. let's, we, once we get through that, we do get to one of yes, my do. favorite scenes in this whole series. I think it's going to go down in uh, in the books as, as one of the best moments in the show. Oh yes, we're in the Senate. We we need to we need to get the evidence. Which twenty minutes later, we finally got it. The hologram shows up. The Senate's in shock, and then a pod comes out from the bottom of the Senate. And of course, it is uh, it is the Emperor himself. He finally appears only when he needs to. And as you said, uh, the while everyone was playing checkers, he was playing chess. Um, and yeah, yes. wow. Just t- tell us all about this, Mike, about Rampart, Palpatine. Even we kind of glossed over um, oh, the Kaminoan senator. What's uh, senator Bertoni. Uh, Bertoni? Yeah. Bertoni. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. What did, what did you think of how, of how yeah. all that political side played out to the point of Palpatine coming out and what the consequences are going to be with Rampart? very well yeah i i thought everything was up to once we got out after all done with the action sequences i absolutely loved um that they brought senator Bertoni back because i'm like wait the person who should be involved in this conversations is the only kaminoan senator and she represented yeah. camino and then it, it turns out that now she's on like some uh they did something with her where she was on some uh she was in meddling with rampart or she saw his med lane and she was uh, able to answer to chuchi being like yeah you already know the answer he's been moving funds away from camino ever you know to prepare for this um yeah so and and i absolutely love that moment where this is these are the moments where i'm like oh man i appreciate omega's character because um i totally forgot that she's a clone too so <laughs> when she was talking to um senator bertoni uh she was like she was so confused that she was like, if you saw her face, she was happy to see Bertoni. Like, oh my god, another Kaminoan, yeah. because that's the people she grew up with. And she's like, yeah, she's like waiting and being like, oh my god, like you know, it's it's so nice to see you. And and she just Bertoni is very dismissive and being like, mm. I don't care about all the Kaminoans 
dispersed across the galaxy. I don't care about the ones that died. I don't care. And Omega's like, yeah. why don't you care? Why? Yeah. And, and she's like, why do you? And she's like, because that was my too. home. That was yeah. my home. And I'm a clone too. And I saw yeah. it destroyed and I'm mad and I'm yeah. angry. And I was like, I, my heart ripped in that moment. I was like, man, that is so sad. It was like Ezra crying about Lothal being like, that's oh, my yeah. home, you know? Ugh. So Anyways, sure. that was that that pulled my heartstrings totally. Uh, so, and I thought it was like, yes, I thought I love that they brought Senator Bertoni back, which is great. Every time I think of Senator Bertoni, I think of our our friend Inspector Devo. Uh, yes, <laughs> I was talking about him yesterday. Yes, I, I can't you were. remember why, but yes, I was someone right asked before. you who my favorite side character was, yes. and I said him for some reason, which isn't yes. even true. I just, the first thing I could yeah, think you of. you know what? Yeah, I, I will say you manifested Senator Bertoni in there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, everything leading up to that was great. And can can we talk about the suspense with Rampart being caught in 4K? Are, can we talk oh, about that? Oh yeah, yeah, Dude, yeah, yeah. Villain, like I said at the premiere on on the Bad Batch after show on my channel, what I was just so like, this guy is evil. After he killed Wilco at the beginning of the episode, yeah, I was, like, was going to bring up evil. What, what does with what's happening to Rampart now? What does this? What does that mean for for the Crosshair that happened at oh. the end of that episode? Of which uh, oh, which yes, moment? Crosshair as well, where he kills Wilco. Oh, about hiding the Bad Batch. Yeah, like what does it mean for that? You know what I mean? That feels like mm -hmm. a loose end. That does feel like a loose end. I'm very interested. It, I'm this. It feels like we're done with Rampart, but then I'm like. But we can't be, you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't think we we can be done with Rampart yet. I at least yeah. hope not, you know. Yeah. Also, real quick, Rampart, I just thought was just the biggest whatever villain, another Imperial officer. He's turned out to be a great villain. Seriously. Yes, I remember I was rewatching the Bad Batch season two panel at Celebration, which we were both at. Um, and I think it was oh, what's his name? One of the guy, the main guys who's he's like a story editor um not it was it brett um no brad no. brad but yes brad rao i think his name is mm -hmm. something brad like that rao. he he was like oh rampart's a great villain and was saying all this stuff and i was like is it it's fine like you know what i mean but then after this i'm like wow i i underestimated rampart he, he was a really well-written good villain i you guys don't understand the excitement i was like on the edge of my seat like I haven't been even for Andor, I was on the edge of my seat for some stuff, but I, while I was on the edge of my seat, I was like yelling, being like, yes, yes. At two, three in the morning. And I thought I woke, you know, one of my parents up. I was like, yes, yes. Because <laughs> the Senate episodes always go the same in Clone Wars. You have the evidence. Yeah. And sometimes, and most of the time it's just disproved or it's like the people don't listen or it's, it's a small win where then you get at the end of the episode, pop up, the team being like yeah he's i have this. i have another plan we must let the wheels of society roll the for this one you know yeah. yeah exactly and then he has like something else up his sleeve and yeah. you're just like you're caught in this thing because it's like okay i know the bad batch is going to succeed getting the the analytics the schematics for that for the for the battle the footage but what's going to happen when it's brought to the sun? I feel like someone's going to shoot them before they get in. Someone's going to destroy it or like it's corrupted file. I was just not believing anything because I'm like, how are they going to do that in the Imperial Senate? And they yeah. do it. And I was like, yes, Senator Chuchi, speak up. By the way, yeah. shout out Senator Chuchi. Love her. Now I, I'm in total, total belief that when she was on the Ahsoka panel to during her trial that she voted that Ahsoka was innocent. 
I really, I really yeah. knew that because she was her friend. But just what she stands for, amazing. So absolutely, she would have, she would have voted Ahsoka innocent. Anyways, I was just like, yes, Senator Chuchi, speak your my truth. Mic was not muted for that. <laughs> who's, who's mine or yours? No, mine. I was just what? typing a note. <laughs> so, Apologies uh, to the listeners, but yes, shout out Senator Chuchi. Shout out, shout out Senator Chuchi. So when we finally get to that moment where it's. She says, "Like I accuse you, Admiral Rampart, of attacking Camino, so, and yeah, she people. Wants are, she wants to smoke. She wants to smoke. And people were like, yeah. oh, I, I say we censure um, Senator Trucci from all the future hearings and stuff.' And I'm like, oh man, this is vile. I'm like, where's the evidence? And then it gets pulled up. Bargana gives it to her, like the way the the people on the Tantive and Rogue One were giving the plans to eventually Leia. But it just felt like that moment. I'm like, give it to her because when they gave it to Bail." Senator Trucci's guards um like blocked off and Omega, they blocked off like the, the entrance, like secured it because they knew like someone was gonna try to kill them. So like they they were like ready, like, no, we're gonna speak the truth right now. And man, I did not see that coming where Palpatine popped up. Like, what a moment. Absolute chills when when Senator Trucci spoke up and then you the alarms start blaring in the Senate, which I didn't even know you had it. Well, I mean, you did in Clone Wars, but it was a different type of siren. This one was eerie where it's like, oh, no, something's coming from below. And you see that rise absolutely chilling. One of the best moments in Star Wars animation, period. This this was just done. This was the way I felt about the Camino sequence in uh, part one of the finale in season one where they start firing upon the city. Same type of same type of reaction. I was like, oh, what? So. That what an excellent moment, and it, it was greatly executed. Anything's great written on paper, but that was greatly executed. Yeah, and as I said, the, 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 the performance as well just elevated the heralded whole by the yeah. Imperial Stormtrooper. Sorry, I just had to do that. <laughs> so good. Um, yeah, I, I don't have much to add. Like, uh, yeah, as you said, Pal- Palpatine was playing chess while everyone else was playing checkers. And and I love that. I think it was said by one of the characters themselves that Rampart is just a cog and in the machine and that Palpatine, it does not matter who you are. Palpatine, it, it, not even Vader at this point, doesn't matter who you are. Palpatine will always just play you the way he wants and so that he can come out on top and be, you know, whatever. Oh. Be just yeah, he is the almighty emperor after all. <laughs> we we're really starting to learn that for real, for real. <laughs> so um I, I love what they did with Rampart as well. I thought that was great. It felt very like um this is just the weirdest this my Star Wars brain is weird, guys. It felt no, like no. when Lieutenant List in Star Wars Rebels was being like well, oh, was getting okay. uh mad yeah, at Leia or fair. something like that, and he was like Oh, you can't do this or whatever it was. I don't know. Such a weird thought. Tell him, anyway. Callus, it wasn't me. Callus. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. That. That moment. Yeah. yeah, not the yeah. moment. That moment. Um. Yeah. But also, just the way these episodes just make me feel so nostalgic for Clone Wars in the best way. You know what I mean? Like it's just fantastic. And it felt yeah. like we we're back at home with this. Felt like an episode from season three of Clone Wars. Like it was oh, yeah. so good. Yeah. For real. For real. Um. But yeah, I thought everything with Palpatine was done perfect. His um, his absence was so notable, and then that just made his entrance all that much better. And I, I said this to Mike yesterday, but the Bad Batch didn't do a good job leading up to that moment, but you know what built that moment up so well was Andor. If not for Andor, that moment would not have been as good as it was because seeing oh, him absent in all of the Andor stuff, yeah. and then even though this is like 10, 15 years before Andor, 
and or seeing him rise up was just yeah chills spine tingling so good and um, what did, what did you think of of so they played out the Cam, the Camino uh, footage in front of everyone, which I thought was yeah. brilliant. We yeah. that was insane that we've never seen anything like that done yeah. in, like in Star Wars. Like they showed them one of your officers is corrupt, and this is what happened. Like that was yeah. people need to catch up with reality and realize that we will probably never get a moment like this again. This was amazing, yeah. uh, and and seeing Rampart's expression on his face when that was being played. You don't understand like the buildup of energy I had. I was like, yeah. yes, this man was caught in 4K. Like you guys, yeah. after so much setup in Clone Wars where there was so many uh, moments where the Senate lost or the good side lost, you guys won and it felt powerful. Yeah. But then, but then, only then, you get Palpatine using that to his advantage and be like, this is what I've been saying. We must eradicate the clone army and we must get uh, the Imperial Storm Trooper. Like it's yeah. chilling. And exactly what you said about Palpatine being post Revenge of the Sith, you have like that shaky, achy voice that yeah. still sounds like he's been scarred about what happened. It sounds like that same voice that we heard when he was announcing about the Galactic Empire, uh, yeah. you know. So the first man, <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> yes, hundred percent. Yeah, I, I, it's it. Just in terms of the future of the show, I'm loving that it's like we're gonna see. Yeah, the clones are going to. They're gonna try and phase them out, and let's see how they respond. You know, that's how I feel like we're going. That I feel like we're going in that direction. Yes. Before we get to the final point of the episode with Echo, I want to ask again. What does it mean, though? Rampart knows the Bad Batch is out there. What does that mean? And also, what does this mean for Crosshair, Crosshair. Like, like you mentioned? Yeah. I thought about the Crosshair one. You thought about that ending moment. For the Crosshair thing, I think that it's going to be interesting seeing him being like, because he was responding to Rampart. But the way we saw him respond to him in, in that one episode, I don't think was in the best way possible. I think he had like some type of, he was just like, Rather, I mean, Crosshair is annoyed with everyone, but he seemed extremely annoyed with Rampart. So I'm oh, yeah. very curious to where I think next week we might the crossing we might get like a Crosshair update. On I him. am praying. We, we were making jokes yesterday. We were like, "Oh, Bad Batch might go fold down, and we're going to get more entombed like episodes." And I was like, "Oh, the next episode's called the Crossing, though." And now we're like. Yeah, but are they gonna be crossing a river or are we gonna see right. crossing, you know right. what I mean? Like yeah. They're gonna be we, crossing the river with you really honestly don't know with this show. Right. Um, but I mean I could totally see it where crosshair just reports to a new a new commanding officer, like nothing. I don't see him getting fed up yet with the Empire and be like, why am I here? Yeah, well, it's like he's not going to go, oh, Kamino was blown up by the Empire. Right. He knows. <laughs> he knows. <laughs> he, he was knows. there. You know, uh, yeah. he was the one fired upon, if anything. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't, I honestly don't know. I'm very interested in where the writers might go with that. I'm praying I'm, it's next week. I, I'm praying. It's yeah, next I'm, week. I'm praying that we see the update. I want to see his reaction to that because sometimes this show doesn't pick up on people's reactions of, of what happened. The Kamino yeah. one is a, is a, is not a great example of that because they did like they went back and they're like oh yeah we're gonna see what the galaxy thought of yeah. camino but in terms of rampart at the end being trying to or killing wilco uh be trying to keep the bad batch that they're alive uh yeah. you know i thought that we would see the bad batch uh get caught here or something get caught in the act of something but they were unnoticed they i'm assuming they slipped by out of course on unnoticed too no trackers or anything so I'm very yeah. curious what that moment meant because it meant a lot in the moment. Um, yeah. But I don't know if it's 
if it's just one of those things where it was just like a throwaway kind of ending scene where it's like i, I mean i think i think it was it, good it's but, gonna yeah. come full circle and it will mean something i at I least I'm, so. I'm holding out hope I but hope let's so. before we wrap up because yes. we're, we're going on for time here Uh-oh. let's talk about echo um He's leaving the Bad Batch, which I think is a great decision. I know you think it's a great decision because all season long you've been saying, let's cut let's cut some of the Bad Batch off. Let's cut some fat. Um, but I got to say, I, I just I saw this one coming throughout the whole episode. I, I thought immediately with his conversation with Omega, uh, reflecting on Skako Minor, I thought that I thought they were going to kill him, to be honest. I was like, oh, they're really going to kill Echo because that's just a very common trope. Someone will be like, oh, I remember all this hardship I went through and then you know they reflect Bang. on that before they, they die of course but um but then later on we hear rex saying uh, echo asks rex about what he's been doing and he says oh you know help is hard to come by but we've got a few people out helping or whatever and in that moment i was like oh okay echo is going off with rex and then of course by the end of the episode i, I kind of liked the way they did it. it was it was it was kind of not what i expected but it was good in terms yeah. of hunters like well see around and omega sort of like you know has the is thinking what the audience is thinking, like what the hell, like what's going right. on, right? And then of course, Echo is going off with Rex, which I just think he's a great decision for so many reasons. I think it's it's it makes sense for the character to do that. It is going to serve the show better. We don't have as many characters to focus on now, um, and I, I I am praying, I am seriously praying, please, Bad Batch writers, please, please, please. <laughs> Use this opportunity to split the show up because Echo is a Bad Batch member. So if you're focusing on right. him, you're still focusing on the Bad Batch. Oh, very Do true. Rex and Echo adventures. I would love for, even if we only get like one out of four or one out of half a season, do an Echo and Rex adventure, please. It, 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 and I say adventure as if like it would have no consequence. Their story is much more focused in uh, on the narrative that I want to see play out. And I think most people do with, you know, the aftermath of, of the clone wars so please let's get some focus on them looking at the episode titles i am so scared that that's not what we're going to get because i'm seeing the crossing which isn't going to involve them the retrieval the outpost all this stuff i'm thinking oh we've got so much sid to get through before we finally (laughs) get to the end of the series and it'll be good again but i love this decision this decision i think it's great what do you think? Because I know you're on the same page. No, yeah, I, I, I think I like I said. Let's start cutting uh, some fat out of here because it was just getting too. I, I feel like the the show floundered because uh, they didn't know who to focus on in the week, and yeah. it, it was too much to juggle around. And I think they all have very similar personalities and stuff. Uh, and I think, uh, like I said, to Rebels, I think Rebels did a great job of of carrying everyone equally and stuff and, and get, making sure everyone got the spotlight and stuff. And if anything, you just wanted more from them. Every so, character in rebels has an episode, even chopper. Yes. Even chopper. Uh, yeah. which I mean, chopper has was, like three episodes. Yeah, he does. I mean, it, it just, at, at that point, really, it was like, when are we getting the chopper episode? Where's the chopper yeah. special of the year? You know, no holiday specials, but it was a chopper special. Um, and I think that there's, there's something to be said about echo teaming up with rex again i to me i don't know if i would have gotten rid of echo but then it made the most sense but um i i don't know um because when we were leaving back to the ship with omega and and the rest of the crew i was like wait that's it that's it's only four i'm like wow crosshair's gone echo's gone Uh, very interesting and i would absolutely I'm just excited for what you just said about Rex and, and Echo because we could totally go see what they're doing. I'm I'm very or much. Or we could totally to go spend eight more episodes with Sid. 
so thank you for joining <laughs> us. <laughs> no, I look, I'm it took me back to that moment when Echo first left Rex and I was like shocked. And I the first time I saw that was via a story reel, like in 2014 or whenever they released the Bad Batch story reels. Yeah. Um, and I remember being shocked by that and being like, wow, Echo's Echo's story is just beginning, if anything. Um, and here it just feels like it's continuing again. And if it's just beginning, it's yeah, it feels uh, you know. like they're finally continuing Echo's story. I feel right. like we haven't yeah. truly seen Echo right. since the Citadel, if I'm yeah. gonna be honest. Yeah, finally, finally if, he's back to his, get some Echo back. He's back to his clone roots. And I um yeah. it, it totally reminded me of the Sabine moment where I was not I remember I was watching oh, yeah. on a absolutely on a sunday i don't even know why i was watching out was it saturday morning or sunday morning ever rebels season three towards the end they got weird with the timing but anyways i watched the i remember even my dad was there because it was like some weekend morning but i, I was just so shell not i was just i was just dumbified like i was like sabine's gone interesting and obviously she comes back but it was just like oh she's she's leaving i did not expect that and that's exactly how i felt here i was like oh man he's gone so i did not see it coming at all and i thought the beginning was just uh echo just remembering his time on skackle minor because sometimes he'd just be saying stuff he'd be like <laughs> oh i remember during the clone wars it's like hey, thank you for this ex- exposition Ex-grandpa. thank yeah. exactly thank you and yesterday i forgot echo's name and i was like to Ari, i'm like echo right and he's just like <laughs> yeah so sometimes he just <laughs> blends in with the background and stuff so i feel like this is a great um again i feel like this is opening new doors the way that clone yes, bounty yes, hunter yes, came yes. into the story this is opening yeah. new this is just opening the show's um uh viewpoint so yeah yeah all right let's uh let's wrap it up but before we do rate episode 7 and 8 do it separately though separately uh first yeah. one damn it 9.5 out of 10 i this this is a golden episode that I will stick to. Like I, I wish I could print this episode out in a book and just stuff it in my shelf and keep it there. Literally, yeah. I think that this yeah. is a treasure episode that we will not forget. This is something like that, and I'm so happy that we are covering the Bad Batch. I, I'm so glad I'm covering Star Wars in this era where I get mm-hmm. to talk about this episode because if not, I would have just talked an earful to my friends about it or whatever or post about it i'm glad that we're podcasting about it oh yeah so it definitely definitely successful uh mid mid season event like this is how you do it um and then the second episode bit of a step down than the first or more of a step down but it was still very good it was still good i I, even that chunk in the middle while some of the action was boring because we already know the point it felt like more of that it felt like action um from the Brock episode when they're on the bridge tutoring with stuff it felt like that again yeah. but uh i did like the the benedict cannons and shoot the escape pod sequence i think the episode is like uh an eight out of ten yeah. but it was but it, that ending sequence made it all the worthwhile like that was yeah, good yeah. so you know i'm gonna bump it up to actually 8.5 out of 10 yeah, so 9.5 of the first one 8.5 out of 10 okay. the i'm the same as you but i'm 0.5 down for both of them i give the first one a nine i completely agree i think it's fantastic love it uh and then i'm gonna give it the next episode an eight and it is being that but that episode is being carried by the palpatine moment and the last five minutes of it because without that it honestly would have been like a six but throw yeah, that in there yeah. I'll give it a name. You're a hater. Um, You're a hater. <laughs> no. Shout out to the Bad Batch. The two banger episodes. Love covering it with you, Mike. Um, we will be back. When it, well, actually, we're not so sure about next week. We'll, we'll update you guys soon. Uh, Depends we will if Crosser's in it. 
<laughs> we will be podcasting, I believe. We'll, we'll wait and see, though. Um, but, yeah, thanks for joining us again this week. We'll be back very soon. Follow us on Instagram at the SW Exchange for updates. And, of course, we would most appreciate uh, if you would subscribe on YouTube, give us a five-star rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. That stuff goes a long way. You can find Mike on Instagram at all underscore Star Wars. You can find me at Star Wars underscore Exchange. Thanks so much, guys, for watching. We'll see you soon. And as always, may the force be with you. See you later. Adios.